going on, guys, gals, and our non-binary pals? Welcome back to another episode of Detroit Dark Talk. In the studio today, we have me, Tom. We have... Me, Tim. And... Me, Alex. Woohoo. Hey, guys, how's it going? It's been, uh, it's been a minute. It's been a, it's been a life. Life has gotten in the way. Yeah. But we're I, back, baby. Honestly, if I get off my butt and edit this episode relatively soon, it won't have been too long since the last episode. They well, don't know that. The last episode just took for frickin' ever. I mean, it's been a minute since I've been in an episode. That's true. That's, That's true. just like poor timing. Truth. So what are we talking about today? How amazing Dragon Meat is. Okay. Oh, wait. All right. R- wrong wrong uh, podcast. That's our other podcast. Yeah. That's Detroit Dark Talk After Hours. <laughs> Detroit Meat Talk. <laughs> I have a bottle of, what was it? Uh, Chipotle Cherry yeah. Mead sitting on the uh, counter downstairs. Ooh. You haven't drank it yet. I haven't even opened it. I had, I literally have not even had time to open it. Excuses, dude. I'm gonna try to go to a meadery this weekend. Yeah, because there's a there's acoustic meet in downtown Travers. Wait, say oh. that again. There's acoustic meet in downtown Travers. Acoustic. I thought you said Coonins for a minute, and I was like, wait, there's a Coonins in Traverse City. Yeah, you uh, you gave me a growler you got from there. It's sitting up on my. Uh, Shelf of uh, growlers and steins and stuff. I need to get a new one because uh, we did smash it. I took Lucia to a rage room the other day, and uh, like we just needed more stuff to smash. I'm just like, eh, I'm about to go back up there. I'll just get another one. Uh, the one you gave me, I think, is plastic. Uh, it'd be glass. Yeah, okay. I know the ones from Coonan's are plastic. But our listeners aren't here to listen to us talk about alcohol. They're really here to listen Unless to they us are. talk. <laughs> They're here to listen to us talk about foam. So what do... Uh, Let's see. Uh, why don't we start off with our letter to the host, and uh, let's see what got voted. I haven't even looked since I asked for votes. I think it was Garguncle's question. Uh, Garguncle has five on his, yes. Yeah, so uh, Garguncle's question is, even though the hobby is usually called Nerf, and they are no doubt still the market leader, other companies have made tremendous headway. Is there anything you feel that Hasbro Nerf actually still do better than the other guys. Uh, who wants to take a crack at this first? I'll go. Okay, go for it. They do better marketing. Absolutely. But that's not my real answer. But, the, I mean, they do. They they, they market to kids. <laughs> um, we and even, even people who are in the hobby and are jaded still get excited over new lines being announced and all that. So the marketing is there. You know, um, Murph. Murph was like the best worst marketing thing they've ever done because it's hilarious. Like it's it's like we embraced it because it was bad, and I kind of wonder if they knew that. I um, I legit didn't even think it was a I love it because it's so bad thing. I thought it was a great like the inclusivity of Murph, like full out being they them. I thought was amazing. I I was more just meaning the living suit of darts is <laughs> like creepy as all hell and weird and shouldn't work but does and i think it, it's maybe it's a good marketing because different people embrace it for different reasons but um yeah no my real answer you know as far as the blaster side of the hobby goes i, I think even though they've cheaped out in some of their lines they're the plastic quality that has broken put out in a lot of their blasters and blaster lines still is like better than most of the stuff the other companies put out you know especially for the price you're paying for things like 
pretty much everything in the rival line felt really good in the hand at a good weight. It was good thickness. It didn't creak. And you look at, you know, other companies and you can't, you can't say that like Busby is, uh, you know, I like some of their innovation, but they do not like their plastic quality. Dart zones hit or miss. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not. And usually if you want something that's really good, you're paying a lot of money for it. So yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. Like the, um, Oh, what's the new one they premiered at FoamCon that has the two upside down V-shaped mag wells? Vulcanator. Yeah. Hasbro would not put something out where you shake the mag- blaster and the mags go flying out. Yeah. So you're... Is that, is that not what you want to happen? <laughs> <laughs> not while they're still full. Is it a feature or a bug? Both. <laughs> yeah. It's a buggy feature. Um, For me, it's got to be the... um. The branding, the um, what God? Uh, because it's, it's been nerfed since. No, what, no, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, God, brain is failing me. It's the not not you, brain. Me, uh, my my gray matter is failing. No, brain's me. failing us too right no, now. No, uh, licensed content. There we go. That's a phrase that. Ah, uh, what do you mean like all the Minecraft dude perfect? Yeah. Roblox. Well, not well. Star Wars, and you know, we're getting an Aliens pulse rifle. We're getting, um, you know, Star, Star Trek. Trek blasters. Although oh, people yes. are, yeah. How many? I'm the people, one excited person in in the world for well, that. I, I think you're not the only one. I just wonder how many people are spending all that money just for the Type Two Phaser. Yeah, that's it. Like we, we're like, oh, look, a big Phaser blaster to fly. No, I want the one shot. I want the jolt. Yep. with the Phaser on it. Yeah. Wait, as do you mean like as in Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's oh, the new Hasbro wait, Pulse. Where was this? It's a two pack. It has the the Type Two handheld phaser and it has the Type Three rifle. But the Type where Three, the Type, it's Hasbro Pulse. The Type when? Three rifle has uh, board so. crap all over it. So yeah, the rifle is getting assimilated from the back, yeah. and yeah, but we've only uh, seen renders. We haven't seen what they're going to look like in real life either. Yeah, but so I mean, you know, Nerf hat is. You know, the mothership is Hasbro and Hasbro in it, you know, it has all of those different uh, licensed properties at their disposal that they have to draw from that Dart Zone and Busby and X-Shot really don't. You know, back when Mattel was still in the game with um, Boomco, you at least got like Halo and I think they, they did like... Oh, they had Walking Dead. Walking, no, Walking Dead is Busby. Busby does have Walking Dead. Um, but like Mattel would do like Batman and, and other like franchise licensed product, but Hasbro is the only one that currently in the game that really has anything other than, you know, we'd like, we just said, Busby does have walking dead somehow. So what, and those, those other companies had maybe one or two, like Nerf has off the top of my head, like maybe seven. Uh, oh, and, and Jolt just said in the chat, Busby has specifically the Walking Dead comics, not the show, which is yeah, a, yeah. which would be for a cheaper license. That makes sense. But they still get the name Walking Dead on their blasters, which is huge name recognition, especially for HVZ. Honestly, I feel like even getting the show at this point wouldn't even be that expensive. The show's not good. Um, But I, I would have to, we already kind of went over it, I'd have to say that the amount of licensing and the amount of because they've also got um like Dude Perfect. They just they have so many big names in so many different industries that it's really hard not to not to recognize Nerf as the top dog. And if if you don't think they're the top dog, you're 
blissfully ignorant, unfortunately. It's pretty, pretty clear who's on top still. And plus, they've how long have they been nerfed? Has it was it what like two thousand? No, nerf's been around since. I'm I'm not talking about Kenner. I'm talking about specifically the uh, name nerf. Yeah, nerf. Uh, so the sharpshooter mark one. Uh, just pulled it off the wall. Is copyrighted ninety three, and now that is Kenner, a division of Tonka, but it oh, does it does Kenner. have nerf on the blaster. So, so they they've been around for you know, like well over twenty plus years. Yeah, you know, Joel, but you can't, you can't say that about Boomco Dart Zone. You can't say that about anyone else. And Jolt just pointed out that Dart Zone does have Jurassic World. Really? really? Yeah, well, I huh. think the the yellow Dart Zone. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot rifle, about that. I think they have I'm a like, second oh, one coming out too. It's nowhere near as big as some of the other names uh, Nerf has. Agreed. Absolutely. They have a they have a few. I'll give there, but ones. still. Yeah. So oh, yeah, well, licensing. Let's not forget about. Let's not forget about X Shot with with the Phase Clan and Ninja. <laughs> you know, you know, Phase Clan has a uh, DoorDash shop now. What? Wait, Phase Clan is like a brand. I thought it would that was just a like the name of um, their clear series. No, it's no. Like so Phase is course. like an FPS gaming team or something. I don't. Yeah, I don't really it's get like it. Esports team. Yeah, they're an esports team. That's the word. Uh, like clan teams. They're like uh, a, they're like an expansive team. Yeah. But they, they opened up a sandwich shop, and their sandwiches are actually pretty good. So what you're saying is X-Shot is advertising for this gaming crew, not they're using the gaming crew's reputation to further their blasters. Yeah, oh, no, odd. I'm not young enough to know about gaming crew reputations. Yeah. Uh, FaZe, is, FaZe is pretty top dog. They've, yeah. they've been around forever. Not forever. Like, like, I don't follow it, and I know enough to know FaZe is an esports group. Like, yeah. They they've worked their way to my age group at least as far as like name recognition. I I, I have T shirts older than them. I mean they they can't be that forever. I mean as far as esports goes, they they pretty much named the game. Wait, is that the team that Cream Cheese is on? Who the fuck is Cream Cheese? What? Isn't he like the number one? Pretty sure that's on a bagel, dude. Oh, Cream Cheese. Hold on. That was a good one. I like how Tim's like, no Cream Cheese. Like you know Cream Cheese. Yeah, everyone knows cream cheese. Where is he? Hold on. Sorry, folks. This is an important segue. It is. It is. I don't even know anymore. We need to wait for Tim to Google stock some internet guy (coughs) named cream cheese. Oh, oh, we've got jersey picks. No, he's not FaZe. FaZe would definitely be wearing something flashier. They're also like kind of notorious for being dicks. Isn't that everyone who does esports? Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Okay. Tim, you can stop posting pictures of... (laughs) cream cheese in the chat whenever you feel like it he can't stop yeah. he's on a cream so, cheese a gun he's got cream cheese on the brain cream cheese is actually the character in the paramount plus original players which is like a a fo- how do you say it a folkumentary mockumentary a mockumentary there we go about Did you say a folkumentary folk a folkumentary Lord. mockumentary a mockumentary about uh professional gamers yeah i mean they're pretty easy to make fun of it's really dumb when you think about it yeah well with a name like but at the same time like dude if i could get if i could get paid to like play hearthstone or minecraft all day i would all right so i guess that wraps up uh our letter of the host uh recent projects tom i know you got something in the mail recently why don't you tell us yeah about that? So we finally got 
that blaster from Clowney that was promised to me how many years ago? 2019. Yeah, been quite a few years. 20 years ago. Yeah, 2019, that's when you sold your body. Yeah, yeah. And that's what started the pandemic, folks. <laughs> Might as well have. So tell us about the blaster. Uh, it, I don't even want to say like it's nothing special, but it's like really like, it's a clowning blaster for sure. Like it's a nice blaster, but it's like nothing to write home about. It was stock internals. It's now no longer stock internals because I ended up messing around with it and putting a, uh, what did I end up putting in there? K26, right? No, no, I didn't put a K26. I put a, it's on the tip of my tongue. Chronos. Chronos spring. Yeah, you're right. Chronos you told me at the park where. Uh, but it is a modded crap. What's it called? Uh, It'd be really great if I could like remember H- any words right now. H E H C E. Yeah, H C E. That Fortnite blaster. All right, now I got to see if I can find the pictures of you being drawn all over. Yeah, Patreons. I'd be shocked Stand if you by. can't. Uh, they're probably on the SDN. I, on I mean, if you find the Indoor 2019 like YouTube videos. That oh. Tom is just like all over. You'll you'll see. Oh yeah, Connor's documentary. I'm in that one for sure. It's true too. I'm looking for a still, like a screenshot, like a picture media. One of those moving picture boxes. Yeah. <laughs> but describe Tom. Describe the what the uh, the exterior modifications were. Oh yeah, so who, he painted it all black. Love that. Um, safe. It's safe. You know, just so you can go yeah, play. No, in it's, safe. it's got an orange tip and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, he. God, I really just cannot remember anything today. Um, he like chopped up a plastic skeleton and had it like line the blaster. Really well done too. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. It turned out it, it's a Connie blaster. Like he always does it well. Like the, so I'm, the I'm happy with it. We should have come like, sooner. For but people like the like prime that. is like the spine, right? Yeah, and like the ribs like wrap down the sides a little bit. It looks pretty. It's it looks good. pretty freaking cool. Yeah, and you know, like now that I've upgraded it, like it's a hefty prime. I'm not into like skeletons and dead things, so like Tom handed it to me, and I was just kind of like, "Ew, I don't want to touch it," which means it was done well. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like I still need to improve the seal and stuff like that. Oh, and one of the things I really did appreciate is got it has um exposed brass on it, and he wrapped it in a petchy, so it's it you can still see it clear petchy, so it's still like you can see the brass, but I'm not gonna be able to like injure a child with it. No core sampling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I give him a lot of props. That's that was a very very good idea. All right, uh, I'm throwing the link to the Instagram post with Tom's body shots. Thank you, Timothy. Yeah. What else? Um, I think that's just about it. I mean, I've, I've been selling off blasters, you know, because I just need the space. Don't need the blasters, and plus, like some extra money is never a bad thing. Never. Well, at this point, I think I've sold off. Uh, one of our Patreons bought. Did he buy? Dude, I cannot remember anything. Links. Oh yeah, yeah. We had one of our patrons buy my links. We had a we had uh someone else in the hobby buy my SR two hundred. Uh we've got people interested in you know, like most of my other stuff. Not as much interest in the stampede as I would have thought. Kinda of surprising. Like considering it's signed by like a lot of prominent nerfers. Now let's clarify. Are you preparing to leave the hobby? No, I'm not I'm not preparing to leave the hobby. I just I need space. I'm just downsizing. Not from the hobby, I just need like literal space yeah no i get it and then and then you lost a bet to me and i got something of yours wink wink no you did i paid you for it i was just kidding oh yeah i was about to feel like i don't remember that if i did no (laughs) yeah i I bought Uh, i sold alex my basic yeah 
Tom could go, but I, I, I needed that out of the family. Tom couldn't chug yeah. the can of beans, so Alex won. It did. Shame to see it go, but at that moment, I needed the finances for like adult decisions. Tom, you're allowed to borrow it whenever you want. No, no, no. You bought it. It's yours. <laughs> uh, Alex, what have you been doing? I know. You, well, I know your printers have been working overtime. Yeah, I've been I've been a busy boy. Um, well, most recent last night, I uh, I, I fixed the basic because we found that the N20 was starting to strip out on it when when we did the handover. Uh, so I just you know popped it into N20 and. I know that we've talked about, or you guys have talked about the basic in past episodes a bunch. Um, and yeah. just everything they said about how it's, you take it apart, but like everything's very intuitive in it. I found that out firsthand. It was so simple once I got into it to like figure out where stuff was and how to change things. So uh, it's, it's humming along nicely now and I'm excited to use it. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I have become the old fusion designs print farm, basically, <laughs> which Adam was in here right now. Um, so Adam released his uh, angled fly core in quick uh, a little bit ago. And I kind of wanted to jump on that because uh, I also need some cash for, you know, doing things like buying the basic from Tom on the spur of the moment. So I've been, I've been printing and selling quicks. Um, I, I've sold, four now and i have two more that literally just got finished like three hours ago making and two more that are all printed and just need to be assembled so yeah uh it's fun and then adam's of course gonna launch something else soon i don't want to i mean by the time this is out it'll launch you know the meowser's coming out so gotta gotta get on that too but yeah. it's been keeping me busy but i I'm, I'm, might be reaching the point of burnout <laughs> i'm really looking forward to the meowser Oh, oh yeah, the Meowser is going to be great. Yeah. The Meowser is great. Yeah, being in the beta for that has been fun. Yep, I uh, I watched Walcom's video about the the quick with the uh, micro booper uh, yesterday, and the second he started talking about some sort of magnetic holster because it's practically unholsterable, I immediately thought of Jay and uh, <laughs> and the magnetic holsters he's been doing because I think Jay's pretty much the only name in the game for. Uh, for the um the smaller magnets is uh is armor not doing them anymore so armor's still doing lotus but i don't think they've really branched into the smaller magnets that's fair so i could be wrong <laughs> brain said he tried doing a quick holster and the sideways wheels are weird <clears throat> well alex anything else you've been working on uh, that i think that's about it on my end um just doing some licensing talk. I, I, I released the Acunub recently. I don't know if that got brought up in the last episode. So No. My, yeah, I did my little printed scar, wrapped up the beta, um, and published that one. So it's it's for sale. Um, prints and files. It's, I, a little, it's, yeah, it's just a little printed scar that goes on a exposed barrel. And I've got a few variants for things like the Spamp and uh, the Dart Zone Blasters that you just kind of like shove the like plug into the muzzle. So I, I um, tried your nub on my uh, my project that I'm about to talk about. Okay, how did it do? It did pretty good. Yeah, it's it's the 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 project you're about to talk about is pretty much like the max you want to push it. Like you start getting a little squirrely when you get up a, a, around that FPS and higher. I had a but, I had a few that were a little squirrely. Um, yeah, that's what we've seen. But like 100 to 200 seems to do really good. Yeah, and I so. Um, did you have anything else? Because I, I I'll, no. Let's I, let's talk about your project. Right, so I'll segue into what I just finished, which is my SBL. 
finally, I have an SPL. I did the uh, um, the Liza stock, which feels amazing in hand. Um, but there, and I and I don't mean this in any shade towards Liza at all. Um, but it in printing the parts that Gavin designed, those prints uh, on my blaster look amazing because I printed it in ABS just like I do all my blasters. I had a real difficult time um, getting the Liza prints to come out clean. And I think that is a matter of, um, what's the term I'm looking for? It's a matter of how they approach their engineering design of parts. I think there's a different mentality there in how Gavin approaches his parts versus how Liza does. Uh, that's the only thing I can really think of because all of Gavin's parts just came out just crisp and clean and nice and I really had to work and fight with supports and do a lot of uh, after print cleanup work on the thumbhole stock and the um, the actual blue adjustable section on mine. I mean, I got it to a point where like I'll show I I'm not ashamed to show it off in public, but I had to do a lot of like post cleanup work, and that's totally due to the ABS. You know, I've seen the I've seen this stock firsthand uh, on more than one SBL at Foamcon, uh, printed in PLA, and they looked fine. So, um, but I'm happy with it. I'm excited to uh, actually get to try it out. Um, hopefully, we have another parkour before the weather gets cold that I can actually make because I've missed the last two. Um, but as I was starting to say, I did try the AccuNub on it. Uh, worked pretty well. I did get a couple of squirrely darts. Um, and I I put the AccuNub on there because I had also uh, promised somebody else I would try out their scar on the SBL once I got it printed. And that was um, France Foamworks um, sent me a resin-printed AccuSaber. Uh, and... I w- will say I think that for the higher FPS, the resin-printed AccuSaber did a- just a little bit better. Uh, I didn't get any squirrely shots out of that. But of the shots that weren't squirrely on the nub, it was just as accurate as the AccuSaber. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe because it's a longer, you know, like the AccuSaber is like the scar portion, I want to say is like twice as long. So you have twice. Oh, yeah. You have twice as much of that line in resin on the dart, so that might help, you know, stabilize the dart as it. Yeah, I have a feeling that it's the, the resin is smoother. So that, yeah, that too. Um, I think that I think that plays a big part in the variability because, like, the length of it was something that I did on purpose because I had this kind of like very un engineering based thought of. Why are printed scars so long? Is it because strung scars are that long and they just want to match them? I don't know. What if I made it shorter? So, like, I purposely made the AccuNub way shorter than any other scar I think that's out there. And it's just the um, length of a half length dart, right? It's literally the, the rifling length is the length of the foam of okay. a half length dart. So, it's like 30 millimeters of rifling, and that's it. Yeah. And then, like, the rest of the length of that is actually the collet holding it on so it's like half call it half rifling <laughs> it's almost exactly yeah and... it's 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 and so that the, the idea was to combat fps loss um so because i felt like there was probably more fps loss the longer of a printed scar you had because you have more contact so it makes sense there'd be more drag and so it was like can you get the same 
spin and accuracy without the without the drag and the fps loss with from that length yeah. so that was like the experiment with it um and it just kind of turned out really well from all the testing and i got beta testers in on it and they all said it was doing really really well uh kind of blew my expectations out of the water and that's why i was like all right well i guess i'm actually going to make this thing make it a reality so it went from uh a thought experiment after indoor to a published thing in like a month so that was pretty cool oh so you're on uh you're on adam's uh development timeline now I wish that's like all my development energy for like the next year. Don't expect. <laughs> yeah, why do you think I'm? Why do you think I'm building Adam stuff now? I made one good project, and now I'm just going to build Adam stuff until I, you know, maybe get an idea next year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, next thing, I gotta, I gotta print a spam for Sebastian. He wants a spam now. I don't know if he wants a spam for a super, but one of us. One right? of us. Yep. He. uh he specifically asked me for one, so I started hunting for a spamp um, or a, a falcon fire for him. Um, when we were over in Canada, we uh, spent a few days on Peely Island with my parents because they run a cottage every summer. Were you successful? Uh, I was unsuccessful in finding a spamp while we were in Canada because I made you know a special trip um, and stopped looking for the two pack that's available over there. Right. Um, was unsuccessful. And then a couple days later at our uh, scout meeting, one of the assistant scoutmasters hand, comes over and hands me a falcon fire. Nice. And I was like, how did you know I was looking for one of these? He's like, oh, you told me like a year ago you wanted it when it was in a bundle of uh, blasters I showed you that his son was getting rid of. He just had for, <laughs> kept forgetting to bring it and finally nice. remembered. So it was like fortuitous. So I got to start printing a spam for Sebastian. Very cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I the span or the uh, SBL was uh, took way longer than it should have. I I pr- made the mistake of printing the Liza parts first, and you know, like I was saying, I had I had trouble uh, getting those to print properly in ABS, and I got really frustrated and discouraged for a while. So like, there was probably a good week where my printer wasn't even turned on. Been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we all have. Um, but it's finished now. I can't wait to try it out. It, yeah, you'll. I mean, you've you've used them enough from ours. You, you'll you'll love it. Yeah, I'm curious to see if I like the thumbhole stock in uh, uh, application as well as I do in um, aesthetics. That's true. You from from what I've seen, you tend to like the thumbhole better than like I do. Yeah, like when we've held the same blasters that have thumbholes, you're the one who's like, I like the feel of this, and where I'm the one who's like, oh, it's you know, I don't like that. So I think you're going to be happy. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the kit I bought from Gavin did have the uh, hardware to do the traditional stock in it. I don't have okay. to cannibalize a uh, a worker stock, so I could oh, always nice. I could always go to the traditional stock. Yeah, it's like it's backwards compatible. Yeah, Just print you print those parts and put it on if you really don't like it. Yeah, it's one of the good things about three D printed community blasters. You know, when there's options, it's like, oh, I don't like this detail. I'll just change it. I can do that. I don't have to cut up the shell. Yeah. So, well, why don't we dive into our main topic, and uh, this will be more Alex talking than anybody else, Um, but we wanted to talk about Park Wars today and and, um, kind of what goes into organizing, and Alex has kind of uh, had to dive in feet first um, in in learning it from the ground up, uh, because he kind of took over planning uh, our club's Park Wars when our, uh, our... previous uh admin that uh 
would put the parkours together moved away. Um, and so he's kind of had to figure things out somewhat on his own because um, that other admin didn't really, you know, share in the responsibility of, of what he was doing. Uh, so like, you know, I'm still around doing our HVZ event. And uh, if we ever get back to doing um, competitive, you know, we were all kind of around together for that. But, uh, you know, organizing the park wars was always Sam's venue. So Alex kind of had to pick it up from scratch. So uh, why don't you tell us kind of where you started and, and where you took it and, and go from there. First, I thought we were talking about parkour today. So I have a whole thing about free running I wanted to talk about. No. Well, no, we, we did that I, in like episode three with Al, Aldos. I wasn't here. Go back and listen to it. I might have to. I don't think I've actually listened to that one. Uh, okay, Park Wars. Um, yeah, so I had, um, you know, we, we, we had the Park Wars had kind of been dying off because of, you know, the pandemic and all that and like, like all Nerf had. And then uh, the, our admin who was doing them moved uh, to a different city. And uh, Tom and I were kind of talking about, oh, we'd like to start doing that up again. So, you know, we, we both kind of agreed, like, hey, let's let's start this up together. Like, let's tag team this because, you know, I'm new to the, you know, at that point I was a new admin for the local club. Tom had been admin for a while. And so he kind of was like, yeah, let's do this together so we can like share the share the responsibilities of it. And we searched around for some parks and I, I searched in vain kind of in the downriver Detroit area near me. Um, and so Tom suggested this park that the, the club has used in the past and got it out. And it was, it's been in our home ever since. Um, but yeah, starting up a park war with no experience has been honestly, like it's weird. It's not been too difficult but yet at the same time, it is kind of like hiring and taxing to organize it. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to my background. So for listeners who don't know, before in the, in the long before times, I was a, a high school teacher, uh, high school and middle school teacher for social studies. I did that for a few years. Um, but that background real of like organizing people who don't want to be organized <laughs> really comes into play for a park war herding cats uh, herding cats yeah so i I've, i that, i think that's helped me run it with like a little more ease of like just feeling confident just talking to people and saying this is what we're going to do let's do this now and making a plan and going with it but also being open to like feedback and all that stuff um i, I think my teaching background's helped a lot in that but yeah so we we found a park and we just kind of said let's let's plan out some games see who wants to come and just see how it goes. And we had a huge turnout for that first park war that we did. Um, and there's a few things I kind of did kind of taking the reins that I thought were, would be for our benefit as, as like an event. The first thing is I don't actually call them park wars. I know like most people do, but I was like, Hey, we want to have a good public face. War is not necessarily great. So now we call them nerf in the park. So it's more family friendly, more welcoming feeling, less aggressive feeling. It's not a huge thing, but I think it plays into like a good community acceptance for people that just stumble across it. You know, I hadn't even um, thought about that, but that's a very good point. Yeah, that's I, I specifically changed it from being called Park Wars to Nerf in the Park for that reason. Um, and then like 
I know a lot of people love doing like if they're at a public park and they have a playground or a playscape, people like to play around those. I, I understand it. I do too. I kind of have made a executive decision that we won't be doing that at Nerf in the Parks because there's always going to be a family that wanders up and their kids want to play on the playground. And I don't think it's it's being a good neighbor for us to be taking up that playground. So like that's a big thing is that we we have an area of the park that is away from other people. Um and so we won't disturb people in the park. Because if you want to use a park over and over again, you need to leave a good impression with both the park staff and the park goers. And stealing the playground from the kids is not necessarily going to work that well. So there's a few like just being a good neighbor, putting a good public face on it things that I really wanted to enforce with this kind of like new wave of park wars for our club. Um, and yeah, we've, we've had a good, good, good go of it. A good turnout for every event. Even our last event was really cold and rainy and we still had a dozen people come out to it. So it's been going well. That's a better turnout than most of our old park wars. Yeah, and like credit to some of our, uh, I guess I, I, I was a Jolt's a club member. We have people coming from like the other side of the state to these. We had two people from the West side of Michigan drive over for this last park war so you know that we're 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 drawing from the whole state so it's it's at least doing something right yeah yeah i think jolt drives further to come to our wars than i did to the first end war it, it'd be very close yeah i mean yeah so this was the third one yeah we just had our third uh third war so we've been running them my my initial idea was to run them every other month kind of the off months of z13 and that hasn't really happened because just scheduling has been weird with life and with end war and all that. So we, we had one month where we had Z13 and the park event in the same month. Uh, but besides that, I've been trying to do the in-between months um, just so that our club members kind of have at least one event locally each month they can go to. Um, and that seems to be a very popular, like very popular thing from asking around with just, just our, our normal attendees and club members who come uh, if they like that. And they say they really do because they, they really wish they could do an event every month when we don't have the park wars. So I think that's helping us drive turnout too. having a good, well-run event uh, every month, you know, where we're not overdoing it, but we're, we're keeping them on the hook just enough. <laughs> good. What have you done for gameplay? So um, we've, I've kind of drawn from a big bag of tricks. Um, We've done some of like the classics that like I got introduced to uh, when I first got into Nerf back at the Dark Club. So you know, like your three fifteens and capture the flag and stuff like that. Um, but I I'm always on the hunt for new game modes. So uh, me and you Tim went down to a, a event in Columbus all a year ago now, two years ago. I don't know when that was, a year and a half ago, something like that. And they had a game called Kings which we really enjoyed. They had another game where they used little uh, clicker counters to count up. So I've been, I took both of those game types uh, and incorporated them. And so essentially what we'll do for gameplay is I will put out a list, like a tentative game list of maybe four or five game types. And, you know, we'll go from there. If the attendance is not right for a game type or the weather is not good, we'll change it on the fly while we're there. Um, other than that, I also have done a varied FPS cap. So our parkours used to be 250 FPS 
cap. And that was pretty much it. Um, and if they wanted like a awful round, they'd say, oh, bring this too. So I have specified for this year, 250, then 175 we agreed on would be a good middle ground cap. And then uh, awfuls. But when we put out the game type, you know, tentative game list, we designate which rounds, which game types will be awfuls and which game types we're thinking for low cap. Uh, so that people can kind of prepare for that before they pack their gear. Um, and we're going to keep discussing the FPS caps as we go forward, and we might tweak them and change them a little bit just based on what we're seeing. Uh, we just want to have the provide the most value and fun for people who are coming that we can. Well, it sounds like from based on feedback that you are succeeding. So, Yeah, yeah. Folks have been very happy. I have not gotten really any real complaints that were having, you know, were with the, the event organization itself. Yeah. And I think as long as you're open to feedback that within reason, yeah, like I got a lot of pushback from a couple of our members early on in Z13 that they wanted to do competitive at Z13. I'm like, that's not what this event is about. If you want competitive, come to the competitive nights. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's why one of the members left, and Tom knows who I'm talking about, um, but I'm sure it was a contributing factor. Um, but you know, especially now when we draw from such a broad um, player base, you know, when we've got people coming from two states away to play Z13, mm -hmm. they're coming because it's Z13, because it's HVZ. I'm not going to end the event early and do, you know competitive or, or pvp in the arena um but well that's that brings up an interesting kind of thing that has been discussed and it's something that's not official so for any local members listening we haven't decided on anything so don't get excited yet but tom and i have been batting around the idea and i think this was mostly on tom the idea of potentially seeing if the laser tag arena that we currently use for z13 might be open to a competitive you know, PVP event on the off months. And I think both of our thinking was it's Michigan. There's a long part of the year where we can't play in the park. <laughs> it's too cold. And, you know, when we had the dark club, it was, you could have those events during the winter, uh, but we don't have that right now. And I believe it was the last Z13 Tom, right? You, you kind of pitched the idea of let's do one competitive round right at the end. Right. Yep. Yeah. And that went, I thought that was a really fun little quick round and we cleaned up afterwards. Now to clarify, so we're not contradicting ourselves, that was after yeah. the official event was done and we Correct. Were, we were into like the raffles and stuff. Yeah, we had finished a bit earlier than we thought we had an extra hour at that event than we normally have. And so we decided, hey, we have a little bit of time. The event is actually over now, but if you can be good about cleaning up quickly, let's try this real quick. And we tried one round and it was, I think it was mostly just to see how it would go. Like, like we weren't sure we had this idea that like that would be fun, but we hadn't actually done any, like the closest we did to that was playing zombie team deathmatch, which the PVP part of that only lasted for a very short amount of time. Oh yeah. It was a real quick game. Yeah. And yeah, the PVP we did was like over in two minutes, two or three minutes. Like it was so fast. <laughs> But it showed us that it could be done. So we are considering seeing if that's an event that we might want to add to the club docket to kind of take the place of park wars for like the winter months. 
My only concern will be getting enough people to commit in advance. That that is my yeah, exact thought as well. That's always our uh, issue. Because yeah, and I, I kind of did. I kind of like soft pitched that idea to a few of our like regular attendees at the last park event, uh, just saying like, "Hey, we're considering something like this, but it would mean that we would have to pay. It would not be a free event because we would have to rent the venue. Would you be willing to do that?" and I, I only talked to him. He was pretty receptive of it. Yeah, they were they, they were very receptive. Now, whether or not that's true in practice, like if that's the reality of it, we'll see. Right. But at least in conversation, pretty much everyone that I kind of talked to was saying like, yeah, no, that would be worth it for me. Like, otherwise, I wouldn't get to play, you know, in November or January or whatever, when it's snowy, like I wouldn't have a choice to play. So no, I would pay. We don't, play, we don't play Nerf for half the year. Right. Yeah. You know, and like, even with Z13, like, I think we may be to a point in our reputation with the venue that they probably wouldn't make us put down a deposit, but I've never even broached the idea because I don't want to get into a situation where he gives us the benefit of the doubt and says, don't worry about a deposit. And then we have five people show up, which I'm honestly concerned about for this coming Z13 because we only have five people pre-registered right now. Now I know we'll have enough to make it happen because I'll have three. Um, Adam and Tom will be there. Uh, Dan will be there with at least one or not, if not two of his. So we'll break 10. Um, but it, I always try to get people to pre-register that aren't me, um, mm-hmm. both both to make sure we have a decent showing and also so if somebody can't show up last minute, rather than them being out the money, I use their pre-registration and pay them instead of paying the venue. Right. Yeah. So we still we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, I, I I became an admin for the local club not too terribly long ago, and uh, that was one of my big things was like wanting to kind of bring back and revamp stuff the club had been doing when I first joined in the before times. Um, because my first event was not Z13. My first event with the SDNC was a dart ops, which was their, you're your, like the middle of the road, like 150 cap PVP type of event. And I had such a good time and I knew a Z13 was coming up and everyone said, oh, you have to go to Z13. So that's why I started doing that. Uh, or that's why I went to Z13 was because like everyone said it was such a good time. I didn't know what humans vs. zombies was until I heard about Z13 and started looking it up. Yeah. Um, so like the PVP type of stuff can be a good draw to build up new members of the club as well, who might not know or might be too, too kind of nervous to try HVZ if they've never done it and are comfortable in the PVP environment. Right. I know I, I have some friends who have told me that they would love to play PvP, but they just the, the HVZ is too weird or too confusing for them, or they don't really want to try it because it's tag, <laughs> weird things like that. But I get it. I get it. If you're not, if you haven't done it before, it, it's different. It is. Um, it is. But and so I, bringing them in, yeah, bringing them in on a with a PvP so they kind of get a feel for it. PvP is definitely easier to comprehend. I mean, first person shooter here. Here's a nerf blaster go. Yeah. So, I mean, and not to toot my own horn, but I am very proud of the HVZ event that we have put together. I mean, to the point where um, 
pretty much, from what I gather, most of European HVZ uh, has kind of evolved from what we do because I sat down with Monkeytron Collective and Foam Dart Thunder uh, well, about a year and a half ago and gave them the rule doc and talked through a bunch of what we do. And they then turn around and started disseminating that to uh, to the people in their parts of the world. I, ha- I had to kind of laugh because um, Five Minute Respawn just had some people from uh, um, oh, the name of their university is escaping me, but uh, um, the people who put on 28 darts later and a lot of um, the stuff that they were describing is is what we do at Z13. And Scotty private messaged me. Um, and he was like, dude, you're not going to believe it. Z13 is just European, European style HVZ. And I was like, dude, who do you think told them? <laughs> I provided them the documents. I had, you know, hours of phone conversations with them when Alan, uh, uh, forgive me. I believe his name is Dave, the founder of Foam Dart Thunder. Um, when they were trying to get some HVZ going over there, other than like they have their terminal infection and stuff like that, but they were looking for, uh, you know, to do some Z13 style stuff. So, yeah, Z13 is a very special event. Yeah, it, I, there's if you don't get that that gameplay hardly anywhere else. Nope, and uh, I'm very proud to be a part of that. Oh, Brain saying Pitt did a Z13 style for one of their week longs. Interesting. That's that's interesting. I'd, I'd kind of like to hear more about that. Yeah. But anyways, um, so we've had three. I think we've I, had three. Yep. I I think I made one of them right. Uh, at least one, if not two. I don't think. I, I think it was one. You made the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Once th- this summer has been crazy, and the winter is shaping up to be just as crazy. At least. At least through the end of October. Hopefully, once October is over, things will die down some. Yeah, I don't remember stuff being this busy before the pandemic. <laughs> Maybe it's because the pandemic was so dead. But like just coming out of it and all the events and all the life stuff on with that and everything, it's just it's hard to find time to fit everything in at this yeah. point. I know, Tom, you've even been busy too, you know, with. Uh everything you've had going on and, and work and, you know, the trips you're trying to take and whatnot. At this point, I don't have a second to breathe. Yeah, I hear you. I swear to no. God, every time I turn around, I, Imogen has to go to a cheerleading practice or gymnastics and Milo's got karate and scouts this and scouts that. And, oh, I've got a planning meeting. Oh, Sebastian has a planning meeting. Oh, we've got an actual meeting. Yeah, schedule's crazy right now. Now, before we wrap up stuff, cause I know we're getting to the time. Tom, I've, I've talked a lot. You've been at Park Wars way more well, before I was even a member of the club. So you've been yeah, able to true. see both sides and both as a player and an admin. So is there anything like you wanted to add on the, the subject of the Park Wars and stuff like that? I do not believe so. Okay. Are you happy with how they're going? Yeah. I mean, I think I think they're going uh, much better than they had previously been going, quite honestly. Yeah. The fact we can get more than two people to show up is testament of that. Well, and you know, something I just thought of that I think has made a big difference too is while I've kind of taken the reins of the park war, I've also had admins like multiple of our admin team at every single park war to help out. And I think that's a huge factor in being successful because like I am very much like a, I want to know what's going on and I want to keep it in mind. I don't want to necessarily just be there as a player. But like, 
I can ask for, you know, Tom to go take care of something. If like, I, I, I think there was actually this past event, Tom was there helping me set up and players were arriving and we had an issue that needed to be addressed. And I was just like, Tom, I don't have the bandwidth to handle this. Could you go handle it for me? And it was, it just, it was one less thing that was all on like one person to do. And then like Adam's another admin, uh, he was there. John was there. Uh, one of our other admins. So like, we had four admins there at the start of the event. So anything I needed as like, I guess, head admin for that event, I could just ask any of the others to help me out with. And, and our admins team is so good yeah, with it's, that. It's good that we have a team that we can trust. Exactly. And I don't think the events would go as smoothly if I didn't have people I could rely on Yeah, for the, like the, for the, all that stuff that so we can divide up duties and, it, it it makes a huge huge difference. Well, and and it's the same way at Z13. You know, the fact that you have taken over check in and you know screening and and that, and then you know Adam's there to run the shop for me. Um, you know, and Tom kind of just floats around and helps out wherever's needed. You know, he he'll uh, you know run the walkie talkie when we're doing like you know they came upon a midnight clear. It just you know our admin and John. Yeah, as well. He, you know, he'll pull out, you know, super specials or, you know, whatever else needs to be done. Even, even Sean, you know, pitching in, helping out, you know, uh, getting um, supply drops ready or whatever needs to be done. Um, you know, just having an admin team and and veteran players even that uh, know what needs to be done and can just jump in and you can trust that they're doing it the, you know, a quality way so that it's not going to affect the event. It's uh, exactly yeah. So for anyone out there looking to start up events for Park Wars, you can follow the model I've kind of used, making up stuff as I go. It's worked for, pretty well for us. But the number one thing is find people you can rely on because you cannot do it all yourself and well, do it well. And and it's not just that, though. And I know we're beating the bloated dead horse at this point, but people, more. people that you can communicate back and forth with well, you know, I, I think... Uh, you know, John and Liam and those guys would have had a much better experience this summer if they were getting more communication, uh, even day of, it sounded like. That's true. That's very valid. So, all right, I'll, I'll throw that bloated dead horse back into the corner. Oh, he smells so lovely. Ugh. All right, shout outs? Shout outs. No, I think we had to lose Tom. Yeah. So. T- yeah, Tom had to wrap up. But, you can uh, edit this out. That's it. <laughs> Uh, I got a shout out. I got a shout out. I got a shout out for GSP who was uh, so desperate for more FAAFO stickers um, that he messaged me and and, uh, I I gave him the file so he could order some himself because we didn't plan on on putting in another order, at least at this time. Um, And then an envelope shows up with a 12 inch long F-A-A-F-O sticker yeah, for each of us. So I'll have those for you at Z13 to hand out to you guys. Um, I am excited. Yeah, I, I got to figure out where the hell I am going to put this thing. I like. I don't think there is a flat 12-inch section on my packout anywhere for me to put it, which is kind of a bummer because I don't know where the hell I'm going to put this thing. I'm All gonna... right, here's, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Okay. Bear with me. Big old strip of Velcro. Make it a patch. Make a patch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a 12-inch section on my loadout to put a 12-inch patch. You know on. what? You know what? I do. I do because I bought the bib 
for the MCR4. Uh, and I have a pat, uh, I have a, a Velcro sheets that go across that. <laughs> I would totally, I will totally turn it into a patch and wear it on my chest. Jolt, I have considered putting it in my back window of my car. <laughs> He said to put it on my bumper. I have considered putting it on because that's you know the FAFFO stickers. Just the way they turned out holographic wise, those you know the pink and the orange and the yellow. Darren did an amazing job in designing something that was so perfectly suited to being a holographic sticker. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will have uh, also thanks to GSP, we will have some of those back in stock soon. Um, and a lot of people have been asking about uh, the new channel under admin. Uh, I don't know if you guys can even see that it's a uh, uh, oh, they a category, uh, but there is an administration category. That's where like the rules and announcement channels are. Um, and there is a new channel called the DDT Fashion Boutique and Gift Shoppy. Um, and so we'll be putting uh, the new stickers that we have in stock as well as our remaining supply of patches and shirts and maybe some other stuff in to uh, that uh, spot uh, as, lo- as well as information on how to acquire said merchandise so that uh, there's a set place where you guys can go to look at merch. Uh, we'll probably also put Patreon information there just so that if anybody's interested, they can see what's out there. So, uh, But long way around of saying uh thank you gsp thank you gsp you are a saint all right so i have a shout out and since we don't have the other hosts here i'm gonna take extra shout outs because they would have shout outs so i'm gonna do three shout outs because i'm crazy first shout out on the topic of today thank you shout out to all the other admins for our local club so tim tom adam john dan whoever else i might be forgetting and all our veteran players, because without you guys helping us out, our events would not run as smoothly or be as fine as they are. So thank you uh, to all of you. Second shout out is going to be to Adam, who couldn't join us tonight. But that man has been just working insanely, insane amounts of designing and testing and all this on his uh, blasters. And putting out some amazing stuff. So if you guys have not checked out the Quick, check it out now. By the time this is out, the Meowser should be released. Check it out. Check out the Flycore. Like, it blows my mind how much he has been doing. And on top of everything you're talking about, he's also working through some major potential upheaval in his professional life as well. So he's doing all of this on top of a very chaotic professional. Oh, yeah. uh, And And he's got a toddler. Right. Like... It's since I don't know. I have I have twin toddlers, and I, I like, I'm familiar with that, and I don't know how he's doing it because I don't have time to do anything like that. I'm lucky to get time, so it's it's the hours he is putting into it, and it's showing in the quality of work he's turning out. It's amazing. So Adam, when you get to hear this, because you couldn't join us tonight, shout out to you, buddy. <laughs> um, and my final shout out is going to be a per- the personal, my actual like me shout out, me shout out. Um, to my, my beta testers who've been helping me out with my projects. So like the AccuNub and stuff, um, I really appreciate the, the work they put in, um, printing stuff, you know, for me at my request, testing it out and all that and giving me feedback. Um, you know, being actually having beta testers for the first time, not just being a beta tester has been interesting. So I really appreciate all my beta testers and I'm not going to bother trying to remember everyone who's a beta tester and shout them all out. But if you're a beta tester, you know it. And I really appreciate all the work you've put in. 
one last shout out. Thank you to our new uh, Patreons. Uh, I think we have, yeah. we've got what, three new Patreons since uh, our last episode, uh, Jay and Jolt King. And who was the third one? I feel bad that I'm forgetting who the third one was, but we had, was it John? It was, hold on, Chase. Oh, Chase. Yeah. Chase. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. And you know, if there's a fourth one now, I'm really going to feel bad. Um, Did RIT John or was, am I misremembering that? Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. he might have been before I got the last episode out, which is why I didn't think about him. But yeah, uh, we've had several new Patreons join in recently. So we, yeah. uh, we appreciate that, each and every one of you. Um, Gargoncle before that. So like, yeah. it's, it's been rolling. Yeah. Um, your funds are, are going to be cut, put to very good use here soon because uh, I think, uh, My beer supplies running low folks. No, no, no. I think a day or two after, uh, the funds come out this month is when we have to pay for our SoundCloud hosting. And it's going to be like right up against, like, I think it's just going to even out our, 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 uh, nest egg will be depleted at that point for a little bit, you know, cause we, we use some of that Patreon fund. Uh, you know, we, we used some of it to help uh, reduce our cost for End War. Um, you know, we we use it for new equipment here and there. Uh, sometimes we use it for, you know, merch, you know, things here and there. Uh, it goes towards a lot of things. Um, but uh, around this time of year, every year is when it, uh, it goes towards hosting the podcast so that you guys are able to uh, listen to all the back episodes, like episode three, the Aldos episode. Uh, like I was talking about at the beginning. So guess I know what I'm doing on my drive next week. <laughs> so. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up um, for Tom, who had to bounce early because uh, he's getting ready to head out to uh, uh, the, what would that be? The ring finger of Michigan? Pinky finger, isn't it? Yeah, I guess Traverse City is the, kind of the, the pinky the finger. The dip between the pinky and the ring finger, yeah, yeah. whatever uh, you call that little soft spot of michigan yeah he's he's heading out there um i'm jealous that's gonna be a fun trip yeah it is it is um but uh for for tom alex myself and and our hosts who couldn't join in today eric and adam we'll catch you guys on the next episode bye Sean, I am unmuting you. I want you to do your laugh and go. God, I fucking hated that. Mute him again.